Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And welcome to hour number two of our broadcast. How are you? Hope you're doing well thus far. Much more to get to in this hour. I want to share something very brief for Transformation Tuesday. I had the opportunity again, and I've been much more intentional about having conversation with my friend, a person I consider to be an elder of mine, Dr. Steve Crosby, who now lives in Texas. I'm going to share a thought with you that it's very, I'm just going to warn you, it's very deep. And I think it is something that, it's something that resonates for me. It's something I've definitely been learning in my own journey. But it's one of those things that a lot of people who are worshipers of certainty may have some difficulty with. Are you ready for this? Just going to put this out there. And it's kind of interesting because uh, Steve posted this yesterday morning. We had this very conversation on Sunday. Are you ready for this? Now I want you to stop what you're doing just for a little bit just to digest what I'm about to share with you. Here it is. My rest is in the delight of confident ambiguity in relational trust with Jesus' Father and mine. Not a need for assurance of certainty about every passage of Scripture. I can allow myself to be wrong about what the Bible says. Let me repeat that again. My rest is in the delight of confident ambiguity and relational trust with Jesus' Father and mine. Not a need for assurance of certainty about every passage of Scripture. I can allow myself to be wrong about what the Bible says. Now, I know some people, when they hear this, some might be immediately alarmed, especially that last part. We can't be wrong about what the Bible says. I can just hear it now. Because I've been one of those people. And this is not a situation where Steve is encouraging people to be in error. That's not the point. The point of this is, 
that's not where our hope and our delight comes from. From the, the answers we think we have. The delight is in the relational trust. And that's where we find the rest as well. In the relational trust. It's not in how much we think we have figured out. It's taken a while for me to get to this place. Because I'm the kind of person I like to have the answers. And as life experience has challenged me, I've come to realize how important it is to continue to fall back on that relational trust. Because sometimes there are no answers on this side of eternity, no matter how much Bible you study. Some people may think that's anathema. If you do, I, I'm sorry for you. But the reality is we aren't going to have all of the answers. And I think we're doing a profound disservice to people if we communicate such. There are mysteries that will only be answered in eternity. So right now, what do I do? Find that rest in the delight of confident ambiguity in relational trust with Jesus' Father and mine. What do you think? I can just tell you I spent way too much time striving for answers rather than resting. Resting, resting, resting. Let's talk about the latest brief information on monkeypox. We have the first confirmed death due to monkeypox in Los Angeles County. CDC confirming the link and said the person had a severely weakened immune system and had been hospitalized. By the way, deaths from monkeypox are extremely rare and often affect babies, pregnant women, and people with weakened immune systems like folks with HIV. To date, 22,000 cases of probable war confirmed monkeypox in the U.S. this year. California with the most cases at 4,300. Let's, uh, I'm debating which uh, one of these items I want to go into next. Let's talk domestic first. You heard Kamala Harris already in her pandering on the subject of Roe versus Wade. This is one of the issues they're going to try to ride to victory in the midterms. Well, we also have some pandering going on with one of the candidates, this one in Pennsylvania. You're familiar with John Fetterman. I'm sure he's running... And Dr. Oz is his opponent. Uh, We have a couple of very quick clips for you. One of them is John Fetterman speaking on the subject of abortion. It's very quick, and it certainly makes it very clear how radical John Fetterman is on that issue. Listen. Are there any limits on abortion you would find appropriate? I I don't believe so, no. I believe uh, that is between a woman and her physician. 
Period. So, no limits. And I assume this refers to not only rape, incest, you know, not just those issues. I don't think, uh, I mean, it sounds to me like Fetterman is probably one of those people who would support abortion all the way to the ninth month, all the way up to birth. There's no reason to think he would think otherwise. You know, one of the things that I find really sad, I really think it's sad to watch men feminizing themselves. Feminizing themselves to pander to women because they know that they need the women's vote, right? So how far do you go? Well, if you're John Fetterman, (laughs) you just have to listen to this for yourself. Uh, Listen to it, and then I'll tell you what he is saying and what he is calling himself. Listen. If you did not hear that, he said, my name is John Fetterwoman. (laughs) I'm serious. He unveiled a pink shirt emblazoned with the label Fetterwoman across the chest. And those shirts immediately went on sale on Fetterman's campaign website. My name is John Fetterwoman. How are male voters going to respond to this? I would be disgusted. (laughs) I'd love to get your thoughts. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. amused by uh, people who respond to the text line who react, who are not thinkers. They're emoters. They react to things. And they don't intellectually engage. I'll give you an example in a moment. (laughs) Has anyone yet asked Fetterman how he will hold the storks responsible for the delivery of unwanted babies? 
<laughs> then Sir John Fetterwoman thinks by going by that name will get him more women votes. Maybe if I change my name to something feminine, I can finally get a girlfriend. Jeff, now Jessica Michaela. <laughs> Give that a try, Jeff. You let me know how that works for you. This person says, how about John Fetter Idiot? <laughs> and this is a texture. Uh, I need to help out a little bit with some information because of his ignorance. This texture says, no one supports abortion until the ninth month. You're a sad clown man who does anything you can do to try to get people wound up. You can't see truth. With ratings in the way. Oh, yeah, I'm just driven by ratings every single day. Let me remind you of a poll that was done out in California. You ready for this? This is a story we shared on this program some days ago. A new poll revealed that an overwhelming majority of registered voters in California approved Proposition 1. You know what Proposition 1 is? A constitutional amendment that would guarantee the right to abortion until birth if it passes by referendum in November. Here's the text. The state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions, which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and their fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives. This section is intended to further the constitutional right to privacy guaranteed by Section 1. And the constitutional right to not be denied equal protection guaranteed by Section 7. Nothing herein narrows or limits the right to privacy or equal protection. This goes all the way to birth. And a poll shows 71% of Californians support this. So when you call me a clown... You have no idea what you're even talking about. There are more radicals on this issue than you realize. I'm glad if you don't support just abortions for whatever reason and to the very moment of birth. I'm glad that's not you. But there are plenty of other people out there who are like that. So God help them. Interesting drudge headlines on Russia. We told you yesterday how Russia's had to pull back because their military campaign is not going too well. Here are a few drudge Russia headlines. Is Putin doomed? We'll talk more about that coming up. His own officials are calling for his removal. Another crony dies after falling from a boat. You know, it's a pretty bad sign when your allies are dying under mysterious circumstances. I'm sure Vladimir Putin has to be very nervous and, quite frankly, paranoid. I think I would be, based on what's going on with him right now. Great piece by Alexander Motel. Answering 
and asking this question, is Putin doomed like his soldiers? He actually declares in the very first sentence, Vladimir Putin is kaput. The proof of that is the letter that I'm sharing here, written by a 26-year-old soldier in the Russian army, V.V. Tarasenko. We don't know anything about Tarasenko, except that he was a resident of Putin's brainchild, the so-called Luhansk People's Republic. He has a wife, Valeria, and a small son. We also know Tarasenko died in battle during the recent Ukrainian offensive in the Kharkiv province. Ukrainian intelligence found the letter. The Ukrainian analyst and soldier, Taras Berezovitz, posted it on Facebook. The letter was written with little punctuation and without capital letters. Those have been added to make it more comprehensible. Listen to this with your head and your heart. This letter's for the future. If I should die or be taken prisoner or become a vegetable. This is written 7-17-22. It's very hard to write. I'm crying, but I must. Beloved Lara, tell our son what kind of dad I was. We were sent as cannon fodder to Zalaman, a village in Kharkiv province, without armor, without ammunition, without normal weapons. This is about our situation. When our son grows up, tell him his dad wanted very much to return home to be the best dad ever. Gosh, this is so sad. I've been drinking. I'm writing emotionally. I know that all of this will be forgotten and that you will be living your own life. You'll find a new husband. I'll simply disappear in the war like all the guys. Unfortunately, I didn't have a normal life. Say that dad was an athlete, didn't smoke, didn't drink. It's terrible that everyone has forgotten me. It's very hard to accept all this, but all people die. And this cycle can't be changed. It's bad to die in the summer. If only I were at the seashore. To my wife, Tarasenko. Doesn't this break your heart? His fate and complaints are not unique. The Russian leadership with Putin at the head has evinced, evinced a profoundly cavalier attitude toward lives. Not just Ukrainian innocents who've been the targets of genocide, but also of Russian soldiers, residents, the self-styled Luhansk and Donetsk People's Republics, the LNR, DNR, both of whom have recognized as independent by the Russian Federation. As Tarasenko says, the soldiers of the Russian army are nothing less, nothing more than cannon fodder most likely to be sent to the front without the requisite training, supplies, weaponry, ammunition. Many of them forcibly conscripted and sent to die. So much for Putin's concern for Ukraine's Russian speakers. We're going to finish this as we continue our Tuesday broadcast. Stay with us.
Over on the text line, this texter says, Congratulations on reading the NATO PSYOP letter, you clown. There's some really disturbed people in this audience. They really are. Everything has to be a conspiracy. Everything has to be PSYOP. There's no sense or concept of humanity whatsoever. Zero. None. This is one of the reasons why our world is going to hell in a handbasket. Because everything is about politics. Everything is about some conspiracy. Did you take a moment to think of the poor people who were thrown into this? I mean, whatever you think, I'm not here to advocate for any side. I'm not here advocating for Ukraine or for Russia. But at the end of the day, if you don't have any empathy for the Russian soldiers, the Ukrainians who've lost their lives, the families that have been displaced, you're a horrible human being. I, I, don't, I don't mind saying that. If you can't stop and just even think and meditate on that for a moment and digest that without looking at this through a political prism, you really need some help. And you probably need to turn off the news and turn off talk radio and whatever else you're listening to that is causing you to just digest everything through this prism of conspiracy. It's disturbing. But I continue this piece by Alexander Modal, referring to this poor soldier who died. Tarasenko knew he was cannon fodder. Other conscripts must also know they're doomed. It's hard to imagine morale is especially high among soldiers facing certain death for no discernible reason other than the megalomaniacal ambitions and oversized ego of their country's fascist dictator. It's even harder to imagine a scenario in which an army consisting of terrified boys who dream of spending time on the beach with their girlfriends or wives can possibly sustain a meaningless war and least of all win it. Tarasenko's letter foreshadows his death. It may also foretell Putin's rapidly approaching end. His war, as should be evident by now, even to the Kremlin's propagandists, German left-wingers and American neo-realists, is proving to be one of history's enormous strategic blunders. Like Napoleon and Hitler, Putin surely faces removal and possible exile in some distant isle or in his bunker. Local policymakers in St. Petersburg and Moscow evidently agree on September 8th the Muscovites adopted a resolution stating outright that Putin must go. We ask that you release yourself from the post of president. As a result of the fact your views and your model of rule are hopelessly out of date and impede the development of Russia and its human potential. The Petersburgers even more radical. They proposed the State Duma, Russia's moribund legislature, charge Putin with state treason with the intent of having him removed from office. Putin has lost his legitimacy, and a ruler, even a fascist dictator, needs to be deemed legitimate by elites and masses to remain in power. 
if, as seems likely, the views of Tarasenko and the policymakers in Moscow and St. Petersburg are widespread, the ongoing decay of the Russian army can only accelerate and popular discontent can only increase. A social explosion may be inevitable. Whatever the scenario, Putin's end definitely is near and the world would do well to minimize the chances of his acting even more destructively by hastening a Ukrainian victory. Thereby, giving a flip to the Russian democratic opposition and bringing the Putin era to a close as soon as possible. In case you'd like to know, Alexander Moto is a professor of political science at Rutgers University, Newark, a specialist on Ukraine, Russia, and the USSR, and on nationalism, revolutions, empires, and theory. The author of 10 books, nonfiction books, as well as Imperial Inns, The Decay, Collapse, and Revival of Empires, and Why Empires Reemerge, Imperial Collapse and Imperial Revival in Comparative Perspective. This guy seems to have a pretty interesting perspective on all of these things, speaking of empire, because this is what Vladimir Putin wants to rebuild. We've known this for some time. This is not new at all. This texter says you can't promote conspiracy theories, political talking points, hyper, and complain about the people you attract and push those same talking points back at you. What is my conspiracy theory? I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I, I really would. <laughs> Vince, I suppose you have to overlook the idiots out there. You're still my favorite talk show host. Thank you for your truth and your faith. Well, thank you. Very kind of you to say. And one of the things I've said all along, I do not come here telling you I've got all the answers, because I don't. I've made this very, very clear. We've got to be very, very suspicious and skeptical, skeptical of even our own perspectives. This is why we avoid dogma. That's what gets us into trouble. No matter where it comes from. We're going to save the story about race for tomorrow. We really need to discuss this. It's another example of a story about some alleged racist incident that turns out not to be true. But the media desperately wants it to be true. And the race baiters desperately want it to be true. We'll talk about this and much more as we continue. And here we are, the final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Tuesday. And you know what time it is as we uh, come into the final segment, as we take a look at the day in history. And I have a computer that is not wanting to cooperate with me. Oh my goodness, what did it just do? Sometimes I just do not get it. Let's... <laughs> 
Let's take a look at the day in history now, and I'll ignore what I'm trying to do here. 1833 is the year, Chris. How are you today? I'm doing well. Hope you are. Uh, working on it. Hopefully you are uh, better, technically, doing better on the technical side than I am. Your computer froze up? I don't know why, but it's giving me difficulty. But let's go to the first question in 1833. After four months at sea, the very first shipment of this item from Boston to Calcutta, India, arrived. We sent something very cold to them. I don't know how in the world they kept it cold. Um, I wonder if it, oh, this was this time of year, too. How did they do this? How did they ship this item that has to be kept cold? Nonetheless, what was it that they shipped? The I, coldest thing you could possibly ship anywhere. Ice. It is ice. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Four months. How do you keep it cold? Anyway, it worked somehow in 1833. We move on to our next question. I'm going to skip one of these because... You'll never get this in a million years. I know I wouldn't. In two million years. 1961, NASA orbits and recovers a capsule that they sent. Uh, this one is very special because it had uh, did something different than the previous missions. It was produced by McDonnell Aircraft. And carried supplies of water, food, and oxygen for one day in a pressurized cabin. And what was this? Do you know what it was called? Will you read me the one that I'd never get in a million years? Ah, <laughs> this one's even... I think I probably stand a better... I... A better chance. This was actually the Mercury Space Capsule. Mercury Space Capsule. Um, so... Uh, yeah, this one wasn't much better. Here's an easier one for you. 1963, this woman known for the color pink, she launched her company in 1963. Um, and uh, one of the prizes for people who uh, do well, pink Cadillacs. Mary Kay. Mary Kay Ash launched her company in 1963. 1990. The debut of this show, in fact, there's probably an episode or the of the original or spinoffs playing somewhere right now. I don't know how many permutations of the show they're going to come up with. Started in 1990. Do you know what the show is? No. There's there's SVU. There's different oh, uh, cities. CSI. No, it's Law and Law Order. Law and Order. Okay. Law and Order debuted 1990. I mean, I don't know how many variations that show they're going to come up with. Somebody's made a lot of money out of that, right? 1993, the Oslo Accord signed at the White House. It granted this group limited autonomy. This group is in the Middle East and used to be run by this guy named Yasser Arafat. Palestinians. Yep, the PLO, Palestinian Liberation uh, whatever it is. Organization. Yeah, organization. 1996, this rapper died of gunshot wounds from a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas. 1996, who was he? 
Can you narrow it down a little bit? Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, um, Tupac, that would be Tupac. It's Tupac. You're absolutely right. I'm going to see if I can effectively play a song here and see if you can figure it out. All right. But this is probably uh, a very famous song that I'm betting you're going to know who it is and what the song is. But- okay, what do you want to know about uh, Little Richard? <laughs> You're right. It's a little Richard. And what's the name of the song? Uh, Tutti Fruity. Tutti Fruity. He recorded that song in this day in 1955. Pretty amazing, isn't it? How old that song is. 1955. I got to ask you, are you a fan of pumpkin spice? No. And neither am I. And I'm somewhat nauseated by this story that I share with you. It's ubiquity made it less appealing. They have now added it to the new Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Can you believe that? Weren't pumpkin and spice already in there? And couldn't you figure out what pumpkin spice was by maybe looking those up? Now we've put them together, and they've become their own entry. So uh, there are other things added. Finding out that shrinkflation, a dorkable subvariant, and pumpkin spice. Now they're officially in the dictionary. These are five of the 370 words and phrases Merriam-Webster added to its dictionary this month. Um, Some of these words amuse, inspire, others provoke debate. But the uh, editor-at-large says some of these words, you know, their job is to capture the language as it is used which is why they've thrown in pumpkin spice. Words offer a window into our ever-changing language and culture and only added to the dictionary when there's clear and sustained evidence of use. Worldwide, inflation has made shrinkflation a household word. It's defined by the Springfield, Massachusetts publisher as the practice of reducing a product's amount or volume per unit while continuing to offer it at the same price. So you go to the grocery store and find that orange juice no longer available in 64 fluid ounce cartons now it's 59 ounces but it's the same price pumpkin spice that polarizing blend of cinnamon nutmeg ginger cloves and allspice that's pumpkin spice now in the dictionary still just as disgusting today as it was yesterday as far as i'm concerned that's all the time we have have yourselves a great day and god bless you take care hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did odyssey celebrates mother's day brought to you by t-mobile you can count on t-mobile to help you stay connected on america's largest 5g network